0: The Morning Jam.
1: my theme song for the week all the way around nationally locally everywhere why can't we be friends we're friends right we are friends indeed okay, i just have to check in and in, indeed we are uh, should I,
2: i'll ask that question at the end of the week it might change
1: <laughs> no not really not early i don't think so we've had we've had our bonding experience no doubt about that did you have a good weekend i did nothing i probably just <laughs> i probably should have packed <laughs> but I literally did nothing. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's what you need to do is is nothing. Sometimes that's that's just what the doctor ordered. Could be uh, lots to talk about this morning, guys. We're going to be uh, delving into quite a few topics, including that speakership. Apparently, the thirty fourth, fifth, ninetieth times the charm. Um, lots of concessions made with that one it's going to be interesting what's frightening about that whole situation is this was supposed to be the easiest thing this is is a procedural thing right this was supposed to be the the you know the the easiest part of the job so that's not, not not off to a great start uh there but anyway so it goes uh well welcome to monday here's our thought of the day if you have learned how to disagree without being disagreeable then you have discovered the secret of getting along, whether it be business, family relations, or life itself. Yes, that. Here's our text number, 434-248-0704. Give us a text this morning. You can also call us, 866-916-3776. Let's see how you do with our Mind Jam trivia today. Wearing this in the 1940s in Norway was a sign of resistance to the Nazi Germany. And here's the, here's the piece that's interesting. It could be found in any well-stocked office. Any well-stocked office, and uh, they would wear this as a sign of resistance. What is this? Four three four two four eight zero seven zero four. There is a, a method to my madness. Today is clean your desk day.
2: Okay, so this is something on your desk. I'm gonna Could go be. with Could um, be on your desk. A pin, like a, the the pin. A pin, not a pen. Pen, but a. If I know it, I'll see it. I can't think of the name.
1: Okay. Well, we would love to hear from you. If you've got a guess, send it in to us, and we'll have the answer coming up in just a little bit. On this day in history, if you are a true crime junkie, as I am, you might be interested to know that on this day in 1947 was the last time that the Black Dahlia was seen alive. Elizabeth Betty Short, the Black Dahlia, was last seen alive on this day in 1947. In 1959... Clint Eastwood premiered in this show on CBS television. Yeah.
3: Keep moving, movin',
1: movin', though they are disapproven. Keep them doggies moving
4: row. Don't try to understand them.
1: Just rope, row and
3: brand. Them. Soon we'll be living high and wide.
1: See, that's the way I feel about politicians. Don't try to understand them, mean, just what? rope 'em and brand 'em. <laughs> That could be appropriate. I always thought Rawhide was uh, out of the Blues Brothers. That was my first introduction to Rawhide, not the Clint Eastwood movie, TV show. Uh, on this day in 2007, Steve Jobs announced the first iPhone at the Macworld convention, getting substantial media attention, shall we say. The first iPhone would be released later on that year, and our uh, cell phone usage and our pocketbooks have never been the same since, pretty much. Got some birthdays today. If it's your birthday, you share it with Backstreet Boy, AJ McLean. He's turning 44 years old.
2: backstreet or in sync yeah no like which one do you prefer backstreet or in sync
1: uh, i'm more of a i was i was team in sync i was. probably
2: say backstreet you know jt is the best out of everyone
1: he is the best ever. i mean
2: i think jt is probably one of the most talented people out there
1: and yet you would still pick the backstreet boys
2: just because i they got bangers
1: <laughs> okay well, it's, it's one. It's like one
2: person versus a group. That's that's two different things. You know what I'm I saying? Just
1: th- I just think overall the talent was much higher on NSYNC. But, but everybody everybody had to pick a side. Everybody picked a side back in the I day. If I have to pick
2: one boy 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 band song, I'm probably picking everybody.
1: Okay, it's a good song. I just like In Sync better. Uh, also, having a birthday today is Williams Kate. Catherine the Duchess of Cambridge is turning 40 years old today for sure uh, having a great birthday hope Will doesn't screw that up also having a birthday today is singer Crystal Gale she is turning 71 I years you old
3: the one
1: as she heard lovely lady she uh she is loretta lynn's sister not everybody knows that i didn't know but now you know that today Uh, you teach me something every day i do i try we're going to take a break with our birthdays to get a guest in this morning on the morning jam hi you're on the air who's this hey this is adam wilkerson hey adam how are you
3: Good. Doing just fine. Well, we've got our
1: our Mind Jam. uh, It it is a beautiful morning. It's a little slippery depending on where you're calling from, though, so you be careful out there. Uh, You're calling about our Mind Jam trivia. Wearing this was a sign of resistance in Norway in the 1940s to Nazi Germany, and it can be found in any office. What do you think it is? Well, there was something to do with a paperclip,
3: where it
4: was worn or how it was displayed. I don't, I don't remember, but it's something to do with a paperclip. I think.
3: Okay,
1: that's a great guess. You could be right. We'll have the answer coming up.
3: They, All right, hey, were, just, yeah. just, The bridges are slick. I have slipped a couple of times on
4: bridges this morning. So tell everybody to be safe on that. Yeah,
1: I passed three wrecks on the way in this morning. So sometimes, oh, wow. sometimes when it doesn't look that bad, that's when people get a little bit reckless. So, thanks for yeah. calling in.
3: Have, have a great day. You
1: too. Yeah, definitely some slick spots, particularly on the bridges, uh, some fog in some areas, and uh, a little, little slippery, so keep that in mind. We'll have the answer to our Mind jam Trivia on the way. Uh, other birthdays today include Dave Matthews. He is turning 55 years old today. Oh,
2: when you come crash into I come and-
1: I've never done pots, but every time I hear his music, I feel like maybe that's what it feels like, is <laughs> a Dave Matthews song. I can't support Dave Matthews. You can't? Why? Because he's such a UVA person? Yep. I figured. Uh, also having a birthday today is actor J.K. Simmons. He's 67 years old, great character actor, but probably best known for
0: this. Seen it, covered it. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are
3: farmers.
0: Bum,
1: bum, 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 bum. It's amazing what they have managed to brass in those movies <laughs> or those commercials. I was
2: gonna say you really can't pick any of his movie clips because it feels like it wouldn't be. Appropriate. Well, he,
1: because he just transforms himself in, in every, everything. and everything's definitely a character actor.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say he curses a lot. Like I. I he
1: does. Yeah.
2: Once the movie, uh, he's so good at it. It's the drummer. He's, he's good. He's you know, good at like everything. The guy's the. Dr- I think it's got Miles Teller in it, and it's he's Miles Teller's a drummer, and you know this. Uh, he's the the band director. I I I don't know the name of the movie off the top of my head, but I know that. Well, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yes. but probably best known for his
1: farmers ads. <laughs> farmers ads. I don't know. Uh, folk singer Joan Baez is having a birthday today. She is turning eighty one years old. <laughs> Joan is still going strong at 81. And then one more birthday, Jolie Richardson having a birthday turning 57 years old today. She was in, she's been in several movies that I like, including Shining Through, which is a guilty pleasure chick flick from the 80s, but that's okay. All right, we're going to be back with our Mind Jam trivia here in just a little bit. We were asking you, what was this a sign of resistance of in Norway in the 1940s? Adam said... Uh, You could wear a paper clip and that was a sign of resistance. Is that the answer? We'll let you know.
2: I'm thinking safety clip. That's what I was thinking of because I'm pretty sure I've seen like on jackets and stuff, like big safety clips. And the are the safety pins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Well, one of you is correct. So we'll see. Probably not me. (laughs) We'll be back. Thanks for starting your Monday with us.
0: The Morning Jam, Virginia Talk Radio Network.
1: So today is National Clean Up Your Desk Day. Apparently, you know, office desks are absolutely filthy, in case you didn't know. You thought it was just your cell phone, but it's not. It's It's your desk as well. And a lot of people eat lunch at their desk. So spray that puppy down today. Um, our mind MindTerm trivia does have something to do with the office. We ask you uh, what wearing this in the 1940s in Norway was a sign of resistance. And it could be found in any well-stocked office. Everyone guessed either safety pin or paper clip. And the answer is paper clip. When Nazis took over Norway in the 40s, students at Oslo University started wearing paper clips on their lapels. Well done, Adam. As uh, paper clips, they would also wear paper clip bracelets or other homemade jewelry. It was a sign of unity and resistance because traditional Norwegian symbols had been banned. They had to look for different ways to display solidarity, and it was not only chosen to for its symbolism of the ability to bind things together. But it was mistakenly believed that it was invented by a Norwegian. Which it was not. But if it made them feel better at the time, so be it. There you go. That's why they were wearing their paper clips. Well, it was a very busy weekend all the way around. We are still getting some uh, text in about... Some of the road conditions, there's some fog in some areas. Be safe. Uh, yeah, definitely be safe out there. Watch those bridges. Um, I think the biggest problem when the weather is like this is people just don't think, they're, they're oh, it's just wet. It's fine. And then they'll hit one of those patches. And um, there were cars probably from last night. A couple that I saw were probably accidents from last night. But there were definitely some fresh ones this morning, including one in uh, Amherst, a multiple vehicle crash, closed northbound lanes, uh, U.S. 29 lanes in Amherst this morning. And uh, there was a 460 crash this morning as well. So temperatures just hovering right there in that in that funky spot. And we got sleet. I mean, I was scraping. It it looked like snow. The, The sleet was so thick this morning so you might need to allow yourself a little extra time but it's not too bad you can manage it just make sure you go slow how about that
2: yeah it was it was kind of weird because when i was walking hokey last night it was like started out as a rain and mm-hmm. then like halfway through it switched yeah i had the,
1: the boys over for dinner last night and um and ben said is that you know do i hear sleep and um and i went out and it just kind of looked like rain but by the time i walked them out you know, it was a lot on there. They were eating like nobody's business yesterday. I made a huge meatloaf. Mm. I made mashed potatoes, green beans, squash casserole. Apparently, that serving of meatloaf only serves two. If Ben and Bryce are there, they devoured that Sounds bad boy. Good. Yeah, they they're they're just country country boys. And we're going to be taking a look at the uh, the speakership. Thank goodness that thing is over, but McCarthy had to make concession upon concession, and it just seems like nobody's particularly happy right now. Um, Brian Donalds revealed yesterday that he's being placed on the steering committee in exchange for supporting Kevin McCarthy for speaker, and um, so he, he talked about that. We did interviews last week. They said he was going to have to make a lot of concessions before he was going to win the speakership, and he did. Uh, Donalds was one of a group of hardline Republicans who just refused to vote for McCarthy. Uh, he then switched to support Jim Jordan before his fellow Republicans nominated him for the role. So everybody's kind of glad to have last week behind them, but I don't think the. All the storm clouds are are gone, for sure. And then President Biden went to the border this weekend. What the heck? Welcome. Welcome to the border, Mr. President. You didn't stay long. And uh, apparently he hadn't planned on meeting Abbott there at the border. But that was okay. The governor went and and met him in... uh, el paso some were saying it was way long overdue uh, and they said that uh, some people said it was you know a photo op i i don't know Um, they did heavily promote it it was the first time biden had visited during his administration Uh, the event also followed two consecutive years of record level border crossings but many people are considering uh, a crisis. Biden tweeted that he was traveling to El Paso to meet with local leaders. Our border communities represent the best of our nation's generosity, and we're going to get them more support while expanding legal pathways for orderly immigration and limiting illegal immigration. Hmm. That seems too little too late at this point. The, uh, So he put this out on on Twitter, and a lot of people called him out on it pretty quickly. Why is it taking you 50 years, one person tweeted. Says, so Biden's going to pretend to care about illegal immigration for the first time in his 50-plus political career. Okay, got it. I don't know. It was... uh, it was, it was interesting that he did that. I can't really figure, I, I mean, I guess because the crisis is so bad right now, he felt like he had to do something. And isn't Kamala the, the czar? Isn't she the border czar? Why, is it, why isn't she with him? I mean, she's the one that's supposed to be dealing with this. She uh, was appointed to tackle the issues. And, I mean, she, I think she kind of sort of got close to the border, but not really. So we'll see. He uh, departed just hours after arriving. His uh, departure was was fairly brief. Uh, Governor Abbott did meet him with a a letter in hand saying that Texas desperately needs more money, needs help addressing the border after spending millions, and um, said he outlined laws that the governor said would make a big difference. He also said he wasn't invited to meet with the president until, like, the last minute. He did take some questions from reporters, one of which asked if he planned to ask the government for additional funds to help this historic surge. 100% Texas desperately needs more money. I know the Republicans in the U.S. House have committed to providing Texas the money we need we just finished over the past two years spending $4 billion of Texas taxpayers' dollars to fill the gap caused by this administration. So, I don't know. A little bit later on this morning, we're going to be talking with uh, Lynchburg City Councilman Marty Mischins. He, uh, We've talked with uh, our other new council members last week. We talked with Stephanie Reed. Uh, we talked with Larry Taylor. And... Uh, we're going to be having Marty in today. I think he's going to be in studio, and we'll talk to him about what was a pretty, pretty rocky first week for Lynchburg City Council. But we'll uh, we'll take a look at that in a little bit and uh, see what Marty what his take is on that. Um, looks like we had another uh, teenager die in a car crash. Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said. There was a voter vehicle, uh, voter motor vehicle. Wow. Get it out, Janet. On Little River Road. Happened about 7 40 in the morning. It uh, overturned. Fire and rescue responded. The 19 year old was located inside the vehicle and was uh, removed but unresponsive. He is 19 year old Andrew. Bryson of Pulaski and the crashes is, is being investigated um yeah oh and this one in the river again we have had so many submerged vehicles lately this one went over in in the little river and they had to they had to get rescue divers in there we have had just a obscene amount of accidents that took place in in water since the first of the year well speaking of water watch those bridges this morning the uh if you are going to see frozen areas chances are that's where you're going to see it so go slow we'll take a look at your forecast coming up we'll also have your headlines with wdbj7 and everything you need to know to get your monday started i'm janet rose thanks for listening to the morning jam
0: It's time for your morning jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7.
4: Drier and warmer conditions expected for the first half of the work week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. Happy Monday, everyone. Some freezing fog, slick roadways possible this morning with temperatures into the 30s. We'll warm up into the 40s and 50s this afternoon, generally with a mix of sun and clouds. And then as we head toward our Tuesday, even warmer conditions on the way, upper 40s and a little mid 50s after starting off the day in the 20s.
1: Currently 34 degrees with a fog advisory in Lynchburg, 38 degrees and partly cloudy in Bedford, 42 in Roanoke and Salem, 34 with dense fog in Danville. We have 37 in Amherst, 31 in Appomattox. Well, we've been talking about the House Speaker vote. One name that we heard a lot was Representative Bob Good. He uh, did an interview with ABC 13 to talk about what had happened during the House Speaker vote. Uh, had uh, he he was a very much sought after interview last week for sure. Uh, one of the key holdout votes, uh, absolutely. Uh, and, and that's, that's why people were wanting to talk to him so much. But here's a little bit from that interview as he explains some of what was going on last week.
4: I take us through the last few days on Capitol Hill. It's the last week feels like it was almost a month long. And as you know, it culminated with us electing a speaker early Saturday morning, and the Republican Party is now positioned to move forward together, united behind our speaker, with a shared uh, sense of uh, objectives and goals that we want to achieve to hold the Biden administration, the Schumer regime, and the Senate side
2: accountable, and we'll move forward together with our speaker. I guess kind of getting in specifically to Friday night. (laughs) There was a lot that went down Friday night. The 14th vote happens, and it fails everyone's voting to adjourn and then something changed. Can you walk us through what transpired on the House floor in the chamber that that you kind of witnessed? Uh, I really felt like it
4: was critical Friday night or early Saturday morning to go ahead and to bring it to a conclusion and that those of us who had said we had trouble voting for Kevin McCarthy as speaker, we could continue to at least uh, maintain the, the willingness not to vote for him, but to vote present in order to allow it to go forward and end it before the weekend so we can move forward together on Monday or tomorrow uh, with focusing on rules and the legislation that we are going to try to pass.
2: Specifically after that 14th vote, as we're also looking at that opportunity to adjourn for the night, there was a moment between Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy during that adjourn vote that looked to be a turning point with everything. What did you see from where you were at? I saw that you were kind of in there with them around
4: well, Matt Gaetz. I'll give you a little inside baseball. What had happened going into that 14th vote, that 10 o'clock scheduled vote, uh, some agreement had been made by two of my colleagues, and I won't name the two, but you probably surmise who they are. That they they had made some kind of an agreement to help deliver the vote to make sure that he was going to be elected speaker. And four of us were going to continue to vote no against Kevin McCarthy. I don't know what transpired or how that didn't work out, and I was not part of the specific discussions between those two in leadership to come to that agreement. Uh, but when the tumult sort of arose and the intensity got high, and you had the physical altercation by uh the uh soon to be probable chairman or suspected chairman armed services committee mike rogers when he physically went after matt gates and the tensions just ran so high and i was a lot of uh emotions there when folks thought it was going to come to an end and it didn't uh i huddled my colleagues the four of us together and i said guys i just don't think we can sustain this through the weekend this is going to come to a conclusion there's no reason not to let it conclude tonight why don't the four of us come together let's vote present together that way, the other two who uh, were part of the agreement that went I uh, could go ahead and, and vote present also. And this would allow him to become speaker tonight. And then we can just move forward with the changes that have been made, the constructive process and structural agreements that are in place. And I just thought that was the most positive resolution. So That's what we did.
1: Feeding oh, goodness. Well, I, I think a lot of people are happy that it's over, but it just makes you wonder if we're going to be able to move ahead and and get things done if this is an indication it's probably going to be pretty funky uh 866-916-3776 is our studio line number if uh, you have a weigh-in on that Uh, he said that he he wouldn't um, vote for him and and he didn't i guess he ended up voting present doesn't a
2: debt ceiling have to be passed soon government shutdown
1: uh that that just happened okay they they did that in the dark of night
2: okay yeah (laughs) i was like but it was only extended to what september
1: something like that
2: okay so this is still could be an issue later this year oh i
1: i think it's i think it's definitely it's definitely going to be an interesting ride for sure and we're seeing conflict uh locally for sure marty miston's coming in at eight o'clock and we're going to be talking to him about some infighting that's been going on it's, uh there. it's kind
2: of been the culmination of the i don't want to say the separation of the republican party but the two parts of the republican party where you have kind of i don't want to say i'm, I'm going to sound crazy here the extremist but it, that's not extremist but you have the more moderate Republicans versus more right Republicans is probably a better way to put it, and it's it you're seeing this kind of divi- division where I would argue there's probably like four political parties. You have the far right, the moderate right, and then you have the middle middle left and far left, all kind of culminating. But you have the infighting. Well, in and one some party.
1: people is in, in talking with the speaker um, role. There are some people that feel like. That there are, are rhinos there where they're, they're just, you know, Republican in name only. And they're not really carrying forth the values of that people who are willing to vote Republican align with. And so my hope is that all this will not be for nothing. And we'll actually, they'll actually understand that there are some values they need to hold very, very dear and stay true to. Now, will that happen? I I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Of course, House Republicans seem to have somewhat overcome their differences. Um, There is an issue that some are calling for them to take up immediately, and that is defunding National Public Radio. Of course, uh, it's taxpayer-funded. The news outlet certainly leans pretty far to the left. But um, this past week, they ran a pretty uncomfortable essay about the author of the controversial graphic novel for kids, Gender Queer. And the essay is um, kind of a victim tale about her book being taken off the shelves of many school libraries um and kind of self-congratulation on how brave she is, there was no mention of why the book was removed from the shelves, no mention of how extremely unsuitable it is for children, um, extremely graphic drawings of sex acts, and all of that isn't mentioned at all. And there are a lot of people saying this. You know, this could be the place that where NPR has just gone too far. Uh, the essay says that a video of a parent railing against gender queer in the school board meeting in Fairfax, Virginia, went viral and sparked an immediate series of copycat challenges elsewhere. If I'm not mistaken, this is the one where they said, oh, you can't, you can't read that here. That's completely inappropriate. Uh, agreed. Um, what is really upsetting for me is this person compares her books to books like To Kill a Mockingbird and Of Mice and Men. Now, you know your ego has to be ginormous if you're going to compare your genderqueer book With your dirty little photo drawings in there. To mice and men and to kill a mockingbird. I mean, granted, it's been a while since I've read, you know, some John Steinbeck. But I don't recall anything like what is in her book. So I guess the question is, is NPR going to be held accountable for any of this? Or is our taxpayer money just going to continue to fund such things? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. It's time
0: for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight.
1: Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at F&L Market. They are having a giant chicken sale this week. We'll tell you about that in just a little bit. You might want to dice up some of that chicken to put on this delicious chopped salad. We've been in major salad mode. I think we do that after... The holidays, I think our bodies just kind of, kind of go there. This is an Asian chop salad that is super delicious. I'm even going to give you the recipe for the um, dressing as well. Uh, basically, you're going to chop up. Romaine lettuce, uh, thinly sliced, some green and purple cabbage, some red pepper. If you like bean sprouts, I don't. It calls for bean sprouts, but if you like them, put them in there. If you don't, leave them out like I do. Um, I like to julienne some snap peas, some carrots, some green onions, and then serve it with a a little cilantro in there as well, and a delicious dressing that you can make yourself. Uh, Sesame ginger dressing is what I like to use on this so I'll have the recipe for that Uh, it's two tablespoons of light soy sauce if you want to make it gluten free use tamari soy sauce which I prefer anyway a half a cup of vegetable oil three tablespoons of rice wine vinegar a tablespoon of sesame oil some fresh lime juice a clove of minced garlic, three tablespoons of honey, one tablespoon of fresh grated ginger, one teaspoon of sriracha, two tablespoons of water, and then you can put those sesame seeds either in your dressing, or if you like to keep a little crunch, you can sprinkle it on at the very end. It's light, it's fresh, you can put your protein of choice, maybe some grilled shrimp, or some nice grilled chicken on top, and dinner is done. Want to see that recipe? All you got to do is go to our Facebook Type in Janet's Five and Dying. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are cut above.
0: Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. We are the Morning Jam.
1: Good morning. Janet Rose with you this morning. Our toll free number, 866 916 3776. Our text number, 434 248 0704. Several of you are uh texting in some questions some comments for our guests coming up at eight o'clock Marty Mischens coming in at eight uh, to to talk about his new role on Lynchburg city council and uh and so we'll be happy to to ask as many of your questions as we can as we always do uh, so we'll have that coming up and you're always welcome to call in as well uh, we welcome you as a part of our radio family. We just ask that everybody be kind uh, to one another as much as possible. We're going to go to the phone lines now. Good morning. You're on the morning jam.
3: Yes, Janet, as Patrick Swayze said in Roadhouse, always be nice.
1: <laughs> That's right. Be nice, but be but, nice. Uh, Escort them out, but yep, be nice.
3: <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Um, I just wanted to say I was watching that thing Friday night with the uh, Congress and uh Yeah, I'm a nerd, political nerd, been one since 16 years old, so I was kind of Alex P. Keaton before it was cool. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, I think it was a marketing thing, and I took marketing in college, but it... Well, then you'll uh, know it was a big flop, (laughs) because the the, the marketing is... uh, Well, no, I don't think it was, because (laughs) here's my thoughts on it, I... uh, I think it was to, they kept it going to keep all the news media from focusing on January 6th, because it's weird that it went right after midnight hour struck, then the deal got struck, but um, that's my thinking on it, that it was, and and Kevin McCarthy put a video out Saturday morning on, well, Donald Trump shared it, and it was on Twitter too, but Kevin McCarthy thanked Trump, and he said that Trump did the whole thing the whole week that he was working behind the scenes and staying on the phone and getting deals done, and so Kevin McCarthy credited Donald Trump for everything and said that he he's the one got all of that done, so um I'm just thinking thinking like Donald Trump, I would have kept it going. Um, till midnight, right after midnight, to keep the January sixth. Cause you didn't hear anything about the January sixth thing for a day, and it worked. It worked. The marketing worked. So they kept January sixth off of the uh, calendar, and nobody news media nobody on it. Nobody cares about
1: January sixth anyway. If they put the country well, we through don't. that, and if
3: they made
1: the their own people feel like such idiots for a week to keep january 6th off which nobody gave a flying flip about anyway that's not well, the a the liberal,
3: the liberals and the liberals in the news media love January the 6th. they uh they they, didn't, the they didn't love it ever. nearly
1: as, the, as much as they love seeing the the Republicans fighting amongst themselves looking like a bunch of fools that's what they love where
3: they fight were were they fighting or were they did they have it plotted out because I did it happened right after midnight on january well bob good never never
1: did vote for him said he wouldn't.
3: didn't right voted present well i i just think why would kevin mccarthy credit donald trump for everything and say that that he was the one that got it all done and that he was if you watch the video kevin mccarthy is very uh pro trump in the video and he says that trump was and I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene had DT on her phone. Somebody took a picture of it from behind her that she was texting. And so I, I just think it was to keep January sixth off of the. Uh, I think it was a planned thing with uh, Gates and Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Trump and Kevin McCarthy was in on it too, I believe. Um, well, but I, you, you could be my, right. My I don't opinion.
1: Know. Yeah. Well,
3: thanks so, for calling and sharing. Anyway. It. Thanks, Janet. All right.
1: Thanks a lot. Well, I will will say this. If Alan is right, and I don't necessarily think he is, but if he is right, then on behalf of just regular folks everywhere, I'd like to say, knock this crap off. Get in there and do your dang job. Nobody wants you to play games. Nobody wants you to do marketing. We just want you to get your job done. How about that? Let's do that. Instead of playing these games. Because I, for one, am sick of it. Do you think it was done intentionally? Eight six six nine one six three seven seven six, Or do you think it was just the hot mess that it appeared to be? Because that's what I think. It was just a hot mess. Egos getting involved. Everybody wanting to be in charge. Do their own thing. Mm, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And again, this was supposed to set the tone of how they have their act together and are going to make things different in the future. And if that's the example they're setting, I don't see that happening personally, but we shall see. Coming up at the top of the hour, we've got Bill Trefero in. He's going to be taking a look at our national, our, our regional, and local news. We'll check that out. CBS will have our national news that we'll, uh, we'll check out in a little bit. Uh, also, um, we've got some interesting stories this morning that uh, we want to share with you. I'm not really sure how I feel about a couple of these. Um, one, I'm glad to report on because it's a story about a GoFundMe, and we talked about this story when it happened. Um, A woman who started a GoFundMe, she said she had started it for a homeless person, but then it ended up the homeless person wasn't getting the money at all. Apparently, she has been sentenced to serve some time Uh, This thing went viral big time for, oh, she was such a a good person to do this. And I don't remember, I don't remember what the amount of money was. I know she was from New Jersey. Um, She is going to be spending three years in state prison for collecting $400,000 in a viral GoFundMe scam. A New Jersey woman was sentenced for her role in scamming uh, GoFundMe donors by claiming that uh, she was collecting money for a homeless person. She's 32 years old. She is uh, currently serving a 12 month, one day term in a federal prison for her involvement in the scheme. In 2017, McClure said she ran out of gas and was stranded on Interstate 95 in Philadelphia. Supposedly, this homeless person saw her and gave her his last $20 for gas. It was a great story. McClure and her then-boyfriend posted about the good deed on social media, including a picture of her with Bobbitt on a highway ramp. They also started a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for him, saying that they wanted to pay it forward. The story went viral, made national headlines. More than 14,000 donors contributed. The scammers netted $367,000 after fees. Prosecutors said the then couple spent the money on a BMW, not for the homeless man, but for themselves, a New York uh, a trip to Las Vegas on New Year's Eve, the gambling casinos, Louis Vuitton bags, and other items. Bobbitt, who received $75,000 from the fundraiser, took civil action against them, and the scam soon became public. Now, have you ever done GoFundMe? Have you ever given to o- GoFundMe? Um,
2: yeah. I have, too. I've, I've, well, the Damar the Hamlin stuff right? that raised eight, over $8 million was through go, GoFundMe.
1: And when you see something like that when a celebrity's involved, I think you have more of a tendency to go, all right, this is going to go where they say it's going to go. Because if it doesn't, he's going to get called out pretty quick. Yeah. But a lot of individuals do this. I have to tell you, after doing a lot of these stories, it makes me really... Think twice before before doing that.
2: Yeah, I thought about setting up one for my Eagle Project when I was doing it, and it right. and it take like ten percent of the donations, like that's mm-hmm. how they make their money. And I was I was unsure. I just kind of took the straight cash, like just donate to me directly. And
1: right. Well, I think uh, I think GoFundMe can be a really good thing, but when you see stories like this, it makes you. I think it does make you think twice about it. Just know who it is that you're that you're working with for sure if it's a random stranger like this probably not a good idea of course it is a cautionary tale for somebody thinking about doing this in the future coming up in our next half hour we'll be talking with marty mistins from the lynchburg city council all that's ahead here on the morning jam good morning